I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. So welcome back to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. And today we are here to uh, spend some time talking about and maybe demystifying a little bit the world of kitchen cabinetry or cabinetry in general. Maybe I shouldn't be specific about kitchens, but cabinetry in general. Yes. Right? Big mystery. (laughs) And and so I think um, we're we're hoping today to give uh, listeners uh, some information around understanding more about when they're going to look at cabinetry, what are they looking at? And, and going into the process a little more educated, right? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks get... It's baffling. Yeah. It's, it really is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's confusing about it, um, from construction to quality to price point. Um, and so I'll, I want to start the conversation just sort of with a baseline and say, uh, Brenda is the uh, is the kitchen designer and is, is super knowledgeable here. So I'm going to tee up some questions for her and she can sort of share her expertise with that. But, but as a baseline to sort of to begin the conversation... The way I look at cabinetry is that most manufacturers, um, if you're, let's let's separate things out. We're going to talk about cabinetry that you typically would go to a showroom and purchase, or go to a big box store and purchase, right? right? Mm-hmm. Or even go to an IKEA and purchase, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not talking about cabinetry that comes out of a custom wood shop, right? That's local to your town. Okay, so let, let's let's separate that out. Um, most manufacturers, when they're building cabinetry, they are incentivized essentially to put the bulk of their money in the front of the cabinet in the stuff that you see. Yep. Right? So the doors and the drawers. It's and the, the ooh-ah factor. Right. Exactly. Ooh, right. It's, ah. the, it's the pretty stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then as you go from, you get past the ooh-ah, then you move into um, the guts of the, the cabinet. The guts, right. Right? And so it's not sexy, but it's it's right. important. But it is important, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that. And we, on prior shows, we've talked about uh, a little bit about cabinet construction, things like that, and the difference in the value between particle board or not particle board and all that kind of stuff. Right. But today, I, I want to go beyond that and go into uh, when consumers go uh, into, a, into a big box store or a showroom, uh, they don't know what they're looking at. It's hard to understand that. And it's hard to understand why one thing is more meaningful than another. Right. Right. Um, and, and in fact, we just had a client talk to one of our designers and and about a new kitchen in a new home. They, they apparently move a lot. And these folks have done like four other kitchen renovations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when we talk with them, ask them, okay, so what are the lines, what other cabinet companies did you purchase from? Or uh, do you have any idea what the quality was? And despite the fact they'd done four other kitchens, they had no idea. They couldn't answer those questions. Right. They, they didn't know who they purchased. They didn't know, and in terms of what manufacturer, mm-hmm. and they didn't know anything about price point and quality, mm-hmm. right? So, what is what, what help us understand when people are thinking about cabinetry and they're going in and trying to educate themselves? I mean, hopefully, we're, we're going to help them with a little more before they show up because then they're overwhelmed. Right? Right. They show up to a big box. What kind of things should people be thinking about? Okay, so there's three different 
what they call like gradations of cabinetry, and then there's two different manufacturing styles. And we're going to talk about both of them, and they both overlap with each other. So, and we've talked about this in the past. There's stock, semi-custom, and custom cabinetry. There's actually a, a fourth uh, range in. Um, cabinetry called luxury but if you're not listening to this podcast from your yacht I don't <laughs> I don't think it's really going to be something that we're going to spend too much time touching on because these this is when you do your kitchen over and your cabinetry costs one hundred and fifty thousand two hundred thousand dollars so like I said you know you yacht listeners I'm sorry I'm going to leave you out on this one well that's hey I, I, I disagree we should bring them in but anyway go ahead <laughs> all four of them right right um but the other three categories, the stock, semi-custom, and custom. Stock is like it sounds. It's in stock. So in other words, there are very limited um, SKUs. There's very limited styles. There's very limited sizes. So if you go to Ikea, that is all stock cabinetry, right? You get what you get, and you don't get upset. If you need something three inches smaller, too bad. you got to order something six inches smaller and add a filler. So... Um, it, it is limited, but it's also the least expensive because they're pre-manufacturing everything, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. you, don't, you don't have to customize anything. And it also offers for you, the designer, some more constraints, right? There's some things you can't do because these stock manufacturers say, all right, in order to keep price down and, you know, shipping times down, we can only handle, we can only offer you so many things. Right, okay. exactly. So, and, I, and I'm going to bring up Ikea again because some people say, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm going to do my Ikea kitchen and it's really inexpensive. And that is true. And if you are a really experienced um, installer or you hire a really experienced installer, you may actually do a good job with those cabinets. But there's, you really you need to know how to put them together. You need to know how to make them square. You need to know how to hang them properly on the wall. You need to know how to support them. Because if you don't do all those things, they fall apart pretty quickly. So it's great. So say if you're doing, you know, uh, you're renovating a, a rental property and you're going to, or not even a rental property, but something that you're going to flip and you just want to make it look nice, that might be a way to go. It's not very fair to the person who's buying it because it will start to fall apart in a year. But um, but it will look good in the short term. It's not going to be a good solution long term. Unless, like I said, you really put a lot of time and effort and knowledge into the, the installation of those products. So um, the next, so like, so let's, with Ikea, that's all knockdown. you got to put together the boxes the slow down first. There. Yeah, knockdown. That's, that's an important term, right? So sometimes you'll even, people will see it with KD in front of it, knockdown. Right. right? So a knockdown is something, it comes, it comes in a flat box. Basically, you're building the cabinet box as well as putting the doors on. You'll also find manufacturers or consumers will also find that same thing uh, from companies now in the U.S. that are offering Chinese-based product, mm -hmm. right, where the Chinese, where the materials are coming knocked down. Yep. For instance, we carry a line that is actually manufactured in China. It's shipped to the United States. It's it's uh, assembled in the United States. Right. And, um, it's, and it's the assembly that makes a big difference. Right. right. You've got professional assemblers uh, putting together a box you can have confidence in. Right. 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 Exactly. And that, that is the difference. So anyway, with stock... Again, there's a lot of limitations. There might be very limited door styles, very limited colors, but the cost can be very low. So if you're not that fussy or you have a really tight budget, great way to go in some cases. There, sure. are, there are stock cabinets that have um, good specifications on the drawer box and the drawer slides and, and everything else, and they'll hold up well and do fine. And super low lead time. You know, we, we can get cabinets in five days. Right, right. right. Or sometimes, you know, like like the name implies, there's some places that actually stock yep. the cabinets. Yep. You yep. can drive up and drive off with them. So um, that's very easy to do. So the next thing is semi-custom. And semi-custom is, um, it, it just gives you a little bit more flexibility, and it has, but it has a longer lead time. 
so usually lead time for semi-custom is anywhere from four to eight weeks. And um, so you just, you, what you can do is you can t change the depths of the cabinets that you need. You can change the widths of the cabinets that you need, like sometimes up to an inch, sometimes up to a quarter inch. You can get exactly what you need. You can get the door sizes that you need. Um, still a little bit more limited in terms of the the colors, the styles, the woods, right? You know, there's, there's certain categories. But I want to say that probably 80% of the clients out there will end up that we work with will end up with a with a semi custom line yeah, or yeah or even more and i think with the semi custom it seems like we get more toward being able to make modifications to cabinets than being able to like at semi custom at the semi custom level it's not like if you can draw it they can build it right right it's it's more you have to sort of play within certain rules right 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 exactly so you can take you know okay there here's the cabinet you can you can change height depth width but you can't necessarily say, okay, but I want a custom pilaster with um, fluting and I want it finished in this particular color, right? So then you have to go up to a custom line. And so while we're on that, we should also talk about uh, many manufacturers also offer lines with different types of construct. They'll say, all right, here's our standard box. Mm -hmm. Here's our upgraded box. Here's our all wood box. So talk right. about that a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, so in the construction, and in a second we'll talk about frame versus frameless, which is a whole different discussion, but um, in construction, typically, and we have talked about this before, there's a, a very, most manufacturers use a furniture board or a particle board side on their cabinets, and you know any finished ends will have a, a wood veneer on the outside, but the unfinished ends will just be a vinyl, um, and you know that's fine, and it will hold up well. Um, if you want to upgrade that, you can upgrade to a plywood side. Um, it gives a little bit more stability. But again, you have to think of this thing as a unit. You know, many cabinets attached together under a countertop, attached to a wall. Once you put them all together, that plywood side doesn't necessarily make a difference. Um, particle board will work just fine. So just keep that in mind. You know, it, it's like we talk about sometimes who's we. we there was a there was a builder that we um, talked about once, not on the show, but um, that completely overbuilt the house. You know, there was a the place in Vermont, a friend of ours, and they and they overbuilt the house so much that there would never be. I mean, the oh, house right, will never right, fall down; it'll right. last for eight hundred years. But but the point is, is that there would never be a perceptible difference. The cost was right. increased, you know, dramatically. dramatically right. But the actual value to so the homeowner. Using, yeah, that, that builder was using all manufactured studs, not like all, uh, when I say manufactured studs, like like finger-jointed, machined studs mm -hmm. for like perfectly straight wall construction, right. which uh, costs dramatically more and at the end of the day results in almost no difference, no perceptible difference in the, in the quality of the build. Right, right, exactly. So just spending a lot of time, energy, and money on stuff that doesn't matter. Right. right. So that's the same thing as, you know, a particle board side versus a plywood side. Once it's all installed, and, and put in place, is it going to make a perceptible difference? Uh, no, it's not. But a lot of people say, okay, no, but I want an all-wood box, and that's right. really important to me. Right. So, you know, if you have the budget, great, do it. Right. But don't. But also know that it's not necessary. Um, and then when you get up into custom lines, again, you know, the specifications go up. You'll get, you know, um, even semi-custom uh, and, and even some stock lines, you'll end up with like a, a dovetail wood box, you know, better slides, undermount slides. Um, Blum is a is a um, manufacturer of hardware slides, particularly that we do a lot of work yep. with, yep. and absolutely the best slides on the market. Um, have a lifetime warranty. Um, 
and um, so, but as you as you go up in cost, you also go up in terms of the specification. So again, what what will be optional in semi-custom in a custom line will be standard, right? Yeah, and I think typically plywood, typically um, uh, all wood boxes, typically undermount blown slides, et cetera, et cetera, right. et cetera. And, and I think since we're specifically trying, we're, we're avoiding talking about style and we're avoiding talking about the aesthetic. With that, I think it's great to tell consumers to think about spend your money on the stuff that you interact with. Mm -hmm. fair, to, fair to say? Yep. So, it, like, give us some examples. Like, what kind of things are, like you just said slides, mm -hmm. right? What, then taking a base cabinet and making it a more functional base cabinet, putting rollouts in, mm -hmm. is stuff where there's good money. So if that means that you're going to use a, 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 maybe a semi-custom cabinet, um, but and instead of using instead of specifying plywood sides, which don't add a lot of value to your day-to-day -day experience, you then invest that that money you saved in in plywood to including rollouts, right? Right, and right. then you make a cabinet highly more much more functional for functional, you. Functional, right, right? Yeah. So, or like if you have a deep pantry cabinet, making sure that you have pullouts in there so that it becomes right. accessible, right? So. Yes, you know, where you spend your money is super important. You'd use the example of the dovetail drawer box, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of those interactive things. That's one of those things you work with all the time. If you've lived in a home or had cabinetry that was substandard, subgrade cabinetry, you've had a drawer head break right. in your hands. Right. Right. You've slammed, or your kid or someone slammed a drawer and right. it broke, right? right? Mm -hmm. With the good stuff. Right. Or a drawer box that, you know, essentially falls apart, you know. so And, and not to say that there's not some particle board vinyl coated drawer boxes that aren't well made and don't hold up well. So right. I don't I don't want to denigrate those because it's it's really these are all individual cases. But there's some really cheaply made stock ca stock cabinetry that you, it's probably best to stay away with stay away from if you want to be in your home for, you know, more than the next 5 years. Agreed. Agreed. So um, so that's kind of a breakdown of like stocks versus semi-custom versus custom. And when I when would you get up in the custom range, then you also have a lot of flexibility of like like I talked about, you know, fluted pilasters and, and you know, um, architectural elements to uh, a design that you can't get in semi-custom or stock. Um, you can basically say, I want this to look exactly the way I want it to look. I want the wood that I, I want yep. it to be in. I want the finish. I want a custom paint. I want, right? And so then you get up into lead times of, you know, 8 to 12 weeks. Um Cost obviously goes up quite a bit, but you get exactly what you want. And you also get, if I'm not mistaken, you get some of the things that are a little more subtle in in terms of quality, like the um, maybe a better paint or a better paint finish. I mean, right, right, and right. So, that will hold up better. Right, yep. and so that's a subtle thing, mm -hmm. and and not always perceptible right out of the gate. Well, it's not, but it's perceptible six to well, although eight you years down the road, there are some. Uh, custom manufacturers, you put their door sample next to a semi-custom door sample, you can see differences mm -hmm, like right out of the mm -hmm. gate with finish, with attention to detail, with how well it was sanded in the factory and things mm -hmm. of that nature, right? Yep. So that does mean something. Um, but uh, but sometimes it's stuff that you don't appreciate until later. Right. Right. So right. Um, so, so the the second part of this conversation is framed versus frameless. And people often go like, what, what does that mean? So um, there's two kinds of there's two kinds of manufacturing in cabinetry. And um, there's frameless, which is also called European. Or full access. Or full access. And then there's frame. So, unfortunately, I can't show you right this minute, but maybe <laughs> we'll put the links up that shows you the difference. Um, a frame cabinet has a box, and then attached to the front of that box, there is a frame, like a picture frame that right. goes all the way around the outside. Yeah, it's in general terms, it's called a face frame. Yeah. And that face frame is what gives the box stability. So the face frame, it may be attached to quarter-inch sides on the box. 
or three inch inch sides, right? You don't need a lot of structure to the box because most of the meat, uh, most of the stability of that box comes from the face frame, which keeps everything level and square. So um, a frameless cabinet does not have that face frame on the outside, which means the box itself has to be meatier. So that's typically like five eighths or three quarter inch sides. Um, and there is no face frame. So what's the difference? So if you go to Ikea and you look at their cabinetry, they're all frameless cabinets. They're not with a framed. But if you ever see a cabinet where the door sits inside the frame, um, like, called, a, like, like a beaded yeah, inset, an door, inset door, yeah. right, which is kind of like an old-fashioned style of um, construction, that has a face frame. So that's one way to know the difference. So like if you're, you're thinking about traditional cabinetry, traditional woodworking, almost always has a frame on it. Right. Um, kind of like, and this is why we call it European, the frameless is something that probably came out of Scandinavia right. originally. Um, in our market, in the New England market, uh, the bulk of the cabinetry is face frame tra or traditional cabinetry. Right. right, because people are looking, you know, they live in fairly traditional homes, they want right. fairly traditional cabinetry. Now that's not to say you can't get a pretty traditional look from a frameless cabinet, exactly. because you put a traditional door on a frameless cabinet, it looks very similar to right. a traditional door on a framed cabinet. So right. there's not really a, a, a difference from the outside, except for the framed cabinets tend to look a little cleaner, a little more streamlined. Um, and uh, and the other advantage, and the, the I, I do like <coughs> frameless. Yeah, frameless. Yeah, you said frameless. So I, I kind of come down on both sides of this fence. I like frameless cabinetry, um, and the reason I like it is because, um, so on a frame cabinet, so say you've got an 18-inch wide frame cabinet, the frame actually takes up some of the opening space of that. Right. So, so say in a frameless cabinet, you have roughly just a little under 17 inches of clear space on a frameless cabinet, on an 18-inch cabinet. So um, on a framed cabinet, that opening goes down to about 15 inches. Right, right, exactly. Um, so the opening gets smaller. So if you're talking, especially if you've got a couple of cabinets in your kitchen that are smaller, like 12 inches, the actual opening to get into that cabinet gets pretty small. And consequently, the drawers do. And the drawers get and smaller because they have to yep. clear the face frame. So right, so if you have an 18-inch uh, base and you've got a drawer in it, the frameless cabinet you're maximizing that space. You've got a right. drawer that's roughly, you know, 16 and a half inches wide. In a frame cabinet, it's about 14 and a half inches wide. And that two inches makes a big difference. And if you think about it in terms of just daily functionality and taking a plate out of your cabinet, mm -hmm. right? Um, with a framed cabinet where the where the face frame sort of hangs into the box a little bit, it hangs into the opening, mm -hmm. you have to deal with getting any, any stuff out of the cabinet past that, right? right? And so that's often sort of something where you could either, you know, hit it on the way out or, 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 right. or be aware of right. that. You need to do that. With a frameless cabinet or a full access cabinet, then you don't have any of that issue. Right. Right. Yep. So in our home, we actually have a, a frameless kitchen, mm -hmm. but then we have framed bathroom cabinetry. All of our bathrooms are framed cabinetry. Right. 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 That's true. So we did, we did mix and match. And the reason I wanted frameless in the kitchen is my kitchen is medium size. It's not huge. And I wanted every single inch to count. And if I'm if I'm ever designing a really small kitchen, I almost always suggest frameless cabinetry just because you can really maximize. Every inch does count, right? right. It makes a difference whether you have a 14-inch wide drawer versus a 16-inch wide drawer. That makes a huge difference right. in a small kitchen. Right. So, I would recommend that, you know, when you have when you have tight spaces that you're working around. Yeah, while we're on that topic real quick, just so as you, once again, our goal here is to give you some some 
uh, info to help when you start the buying process, when mm-hmm. you're going to look at things, right? right? Tied into that, making sure that you're working with an installer who knows the difference. Mm. Um, yeah, right? you need you, if you're gonna if you're gonna work with Frameless, you need an installer who is familiar with and comfortable with installing Frameless. Because right. it's not it's, it's a little bit harder to install. Well, well, so I, yeah, I'm not sure I agree with harder. It's, it's just, just different, different right? right? It's and. Um, and I actually like it. They're heavier, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're harder to, to wrestle with, but they're actually more rigid and, and, and sort of stiffer, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but having someone who's done it before and understands, and different manufacturers have different systems, whether they're screwing to the wall or whether they're using hang rail, blah, blah, blah. Right. But point is, make sure that all the players that are involved in your project are familiar with what you're getting. Right, right. right. Yep, that's a big, big plus. Um, and then... In, in terms of frameless versus framed, those are all available in stock, semi-custom, and custom. So, um, you know, be aware that the difference between framed and frameless is not one of quality. There are levels of quality in both of those. It really is what do you like the looks of, you know, and um, because they do look subtly different. You know, you can take the same exact door style and put them on each, and they're going to look a little different from each other. Um, and then again how much space are you working with if you've got a large kitchen this this doesn't matter if one drawer is two inches bigger than the other and so you might like the look of a traditional face frame cabinet and like I said you can do inset doors which again is a really beautiful clean way to design a traditional looking cabinet and it's gorgeous and so I've done a ton of kitchens with inset doors and said you, you got to have an inset door you got to have a frame cabinet it's the right choice for you and what you like um, but there are times when an, a full overlay and a frameless door is the best choice too. So you know, I'm not I'm not trying to say one is better than the other. There's just differences. Right. So our goal today was to hopefully give you some things to be thinking about in advance of walking in and getting overwhelmed with all the shiny stuff. Right. Right. So when you go to your big box store, when you go to uh, your kitchen showroom, uh, when you go you know to to the begin the process of shopping for yourself. Um, we want you to just think, uh, go from an educated standpoint and ask those questions. Ask the the salesperson or the designer you're working with, so what am I looking at here? And help me understand, right? right? Don't just, don't let yourself just get plugged in to whatever their cabinet of the day is, right? right. Make sure that it's the, that's going to be the right thing and know that you want to try to find a, a company to work with that does give you flexibility because in, a, in general, you can make most product work with just about any design. Mm-hmm. There's going to be gives and take. There's going to be you know some some give and take that has to happen, right. right? So if you have an unusual design and you try to you try to use a very stock cabinet for an unusual design, you might have some compromises that have to happen. Right. But, but that's not typical. What tip? What's typical is you as the consumer have the chance to spend you know a wide range on the same kitchen, mm-hmm. a, wide, a wide range of money on the same kitchen, mm-hmm. and we just want you to know to go into the conversation. Uh, informed and making the best choice that's 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 right for your dollars and right for what you perceive to be valuable. Correct. All right. Yep. So, uh, hopefully, uh, our listeners found some value. And again, Brenda mentioned that we'll have some links on the on the show notes that uh, you can find to that will bring up some information on the basics of framed and frameless and so forth. And hopefully, you can find some of that stuff helpful. Uh, and. I am David Bryan, and we appreciate you being with us. And I'm Brenda Bryan, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.